It's your boy Chris and Mac Attack back at it again live from the new studio. New studio. This is true. He talking truth right now. We are in the new studio, uh, what we call Advent co-working space, man. Out here, and I believe like Belmont, right outside of uh, Uptown, Charlotte, North Carolina. Belmont is getting low key ridiculous. I mean, they got some. Let's just start with the studio itself. The studio, super dope. It's gonna allow us to have guests on here. Um, I mean, just just a whole nother level. Soon, we might even be able to kind of like record here live. There's, you know, it's 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 a nice, really nice area, man. We're really appreciative of it. Um, and then. Advent Coworking itself overall is just amongst this whole group of companies. It's just freaking amazing. I mean, I yeah, I honestly, uh, I feel like when we came here, we we, def- we checked out a spot before this. Uh, we weren't. I mean, we actually didn't even go look at it. Uh, we came to this place after, and we walked in, and uh, it pr- it pretty much blew our minds away. We definitely didn't expect anything like this. Um, Sam made us feel good. To, yeah. She made us feel good. She she opened yeah, out, like she opened shout the doors. Out. She opened her arms. It was just a much warmer feel. The other place I'm sure was cool and amazing in its own right, but the warmth that she felt here was just different. Speaking of warmth, coffee shop right down the alley. Oh yeah. What's skate the name park. of it again? Lore something something in Lore. Yeah, like, Lore. Yeah, skate like shop right local. down the uh, yeah with all graffiti down the. Uh, all the hallways. Beautiful graffiti. Uh, axe throwing. Axe uh, throwing, dude. Axe. I'm talking axe throwing. We can actually be nationally ranked down here, bro. Yeah, dude, we're going to do a podcast eventually. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For axe throwing. Absolutely. Eventually, if we get there. I mean, a lot of other sports to talk about before then, but. CrossFit is right, right, you know, right there. I mean, these exactly. guys. Exactly. I mean, you're really just me feel kind of bad. Many stuff. I mean, I feel like we're promoting. I mean, <laughs> I've been covering right now. I mean, I mean, come on. This is the studio. We go, I mean, I, how could we not? We're not getting paid to do this. We're paying them. We're paying them. We're paying them. <laughs> but that's how great this place is. We're paying yeah. them, and we're still promoting them anyway. It's it's amazing, honestly. It really is. Yeah, I was uh, talking to a guy earlier today. He was saying this place is like the mini Google. And uh, it's not far uh, from that, to be honest, because this place definitely has it going on. Very uh, cool little, uh, you know, rooms, intricate spots. Uh, so much... Uh, Lounge furniture and everything. Absolutely, it just make you feel very relaxed. So and we right appreciate here that. here in the city of Charlotte, the beautiful city of Charlotte. Exactly. And my boy is repping the beautiful city of Charlotte with that beautiful oh. hat you got on your head right now. And what kind of hat that might be? Them Charlotte Knights. Charlotte bro. Knights getting that W tonight. What do you say? A beautiful night in Uptown Charlotte. I mean, it was in the eighties. It was a little warm at first. Uh, but the humidity hasn't been like it's been in the past uh, week or so. So, thank you so much. Thank God. <laughs> uh, the sun finally went behind uh, the uh, the jumbotron a little bit later on. I was sitting in the berm. It was actually uh, Bark in the Park night, believe it or not. Uh, third of the season for the Knights. And uh, I had to make sure I went there tonight because I'm actually headed to the beach. Uh, really? Later on next month. Yeah. I didn't know this. Uh, about five this. days, you know, I got to get away for a little bit. Five uh, days? The, yeah, I miss the beach, man. Uh, it's a, it's amazing how you can just get these vacation That's days, That's how bro. it is. I don't get these vacation days. I just take these vacation days. Savage. I, I respect it. I, <laughs> I respect it. I tell myself it. I need this. I respect it. I respect it. You got to get away sometimes. But the Charlotte Knights, so you, like you said, yeah, they Charlotte got the dunk tonight. Yeah, it was 
an epic game from start to finish. I mean, everything you could really want from a fan perspective, uh, especially if you're not really involved in baseball or know too much about the game itself, which obviously baseball has definitely fallen off and not as a lot of people are getting involved in it. Uh, obviously, it just doesn't rank up to what we as um, you know, sports-thirsty uh people really want to see um it's not you know a very slow progressing game but the charlotte knights have well, no no really tonight well, tonight was like punch after punch after punch exactly I mean, they were down early it would look like um the paw socket uh red sox um affiliate for obviously Sox. yeah i know right I, uh funny though because they're paw socket and it was bark in the park paw uh lol possum it was possum <laughs> yeah possum amazing amazing <laughs> uh but uh, no, they were down huge. I mean, like usually when you go to a baseball game, tell me if you went to like a Braves game and you were down like nine to two, you'd be a oh, little disgruntled. Yeah, I mean, you'd be like, okay, damn, I'll be it's almost not getting, looking too good. My seat will start getting a little uncomfortable. You'd be like, wow. It was still early at this point, but it was it was almost halfway. It was in about the fourth inning when this was happening. So you're you're trying to you know trying to figure out where this game is going and. It seems like they're going to run away with it. And then before you know it, boom, we're right back in it. Uh, we just keep on rallying. Uh, two out rallies. Um, that new guy, uh, new center fielder. Um, yeah, what's his name? Luis Robert. We should uh, see if we can get Luis on the show. Yeah, center fielder, man. That dude is a stud. He's finally proven it. Does uh, he speak English? As you sure is Cuban. So, hey, I, we can get a translator. Come on, Luis. Yes, Holla us. Holla us, Luis. You know, people that speak fluent Spanish, so that shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> I mean, no, but, absolutely. Uh, I, hope, I hope it pans out. He actually got hit today. He was uh, hit by a pitch. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, he was, I think this was uh, late um, in the seventh or the eighth inning. I think he was actually the leading, the tying run in the bottom of the eighth. Ball came inside, hit his hand, right on the hand. And, you know, I mean, a fastball coming in, hitting your hand. There's a lot of small little bones, and you could easily get a serious injury, a fracture, whatever, and that's gonna put you out. Big what did time. he look like afterwards? I mean, did he I look mean, he like stopped. He, had... he got. He went down. I don't know if he went down on a knee or not, but he. You could definitely tell he was hurt. Did he? Did he? Uh, the medical staff the came outside. Well, I thought he was gonna have to leave the game at first, but he decided to go down to first. Um, I know he's gonna be reevaluated, so we'll see what happens with that. But I really hope for the best. Best for the man. Uh, he was the tying run tonight, and uh, ever since he's came to Charlotte, I was actually at that game the first night, and he lit it up, um, <laughs> and like the fireworks show they put on in Charlotte. If he's you haven't a, he's seen, a talent. it's pretty amazing. He went three for five his first night in Charlotte with two home runs and I believe five or six RBIs. He probably so, won't be here for long. No, and he's coming off an injury. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, so he we, was, we, he's we, been in the majors to, once. One, one thing I would give Charlotte. Uh, the Knights, they're very good of showing their fans love, getting players here that are exciting. Because I want to say for the last three years in a row that they've set the attendance record for AAA baseball. Um, so, I mean, they've, they've done a really good job of kind of keeping fans in there, you know, and keeping it solid. I mean, and having games like that, I mean, what, what do you expect? Exactly. That's what baseball is all about, man. I'm telling you. A lot of people are sleeping on the sport. Uh, we got to get a lot of people uh, back involved in it. It's a beautiful game. Obviously, I'm biased. Played it my whole entire life. Absolutely. So obviously, I'm gonna speak highly of it. 
Uh, you know, I can't speak quite as highly. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, but it, it really is a beautiful game, and tonight really proved that. I believe it, and to see that on, you know, not a major league level, even though these guys basically are major leaguers, I mean, they're on the cusp of being in that position. They, they just showed what kind of talent they really have, and uh, you can realize how hard it was to actually, you know, do some of these things these guys do. And some of these guys are in the minors for an extremely long time, and they still stick with it. I mean, could you imagine being, like, the practice squad for an NFL team for, like, six, eight, ten years maybe? Insane. And never getting a chance to move up. And some of this is what these and guys do. These games seem like they will continue. As long as they don't start spilling in this steady bullshit of new rules they're trying to inplay. Some of them are good. What do you mean BS? Some uh, of the rules are good. But this robotic bullshit. Say? This oh, we're going to have a robot calling the pitches and strikes and all. That's what... No, you can't do that. It's fucking horrible. Why not though? Why not? I'm, it, what do you ta- mean? I think it's. I'm not. I'm not small. saying. I'm not actually. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just here. saying. You know, it why, takes why away from the integrity of the game. First of all, okay. That's why I feel like personally. Second of all, it takes away the human element of the game. You want that human element in the game. You want that in Some the game. Some say that. You want to have the factor of like sometimes a fuck up is gonna happen. It's the nature of the beast. It's the American pastime. Guess what? Sometimes in life, shit's gonna fuck up. That's just how it rolls. What they say, you gotta take lemons and make fucking lemonade. True. Putting a robot in there True. seems to me like it's a little bit of overkill. And all it's doing is showing you what's happening in America, period, right now, where these machines are taking jobs that were once done by men. Yeah, you're talking about factory? And women, of course. Well, all these factory no jobs out there. Women. Don't hurt me, women. I like. I really. Respect I mean, yeah. You. If you want to try to relate that to the labor force and everything, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a job, right? Still you're a job. Fire, and now you're bringing. And I mean, how many games is robotic this? equipment. Possibly, this is really, honestly, I don't think this is anywhere close to really happening. How many games are in the major league happening? season? Though? How many games? Major league. 162. 160 games. Yes. So you're talking about putting somebody out of work. But 162 yes, it's, days. it's a long season. And I'm not talking I mean, about no little spring checks. Training, spring training is like what, March all the way to October. Oh, taxes are fucked up already. But they're I mean, really that's extremely long. But like I said, I really don't think that they're anywhere close to really getting to this. But when you obviously think about you know uh, where we're going with technology and stuff, I mean, every other sport out there, baseball has been one of the last sports to really start implementing technology and going to the actual you know um replay to see what happened i mean they just how many years ago was it when they just started uh doing being able to review home runs i mean only a couple maybe like three three four years ago possibly it hasn't been long like they've been behind the curve do you but the thing is maybe they're staying behind the curve for a reason Absolutely. It keeps the game. It's America's pastime. You know, maybe that's ironic. Who knows? But, I mean, I understand the human element and stuff like that. But I guess if if you want to get the call right, right, you get it right. You don't always get it right. You don't get it right. And that's the element of the game that the human factor plays into it. And I agree with you on that. And I'm just saying, look, generation, generation wise, I mean, you know, you got your baby boomers. Yes. You know, uh, what are your generationals, your millennials, whatever. 
Um, so you think about 30 years from now, what people are going to be like watching baseball. Like some people that grew up, if you know, this generation starts seeing, they grow up and seeing robotic umpires, then they won't know. I mean, obviously they have to look back at history and know that it changed, but not necessarily are they, I mean, you, you know don't know exactly go? what they're going to do. They're going to remember being in their backyard. I'm just saying, and though, throwing maybe. that pitch and someone saying it was a strike, even though it might have really been the ball, and being able to fuss with their friend, yeah, and get in each other's faces, exactly. and that like they're going to do all this whatnot, but still loving each other at the end of the day. That's what they're not going to get to know because they're going to be so used wow. to robots. Really Call, playing that sentimental This is the thing. Okay, first of all, make me tear up. It's already a situation where computers have messed up the game. That's why I'm happy. Now, I am happy but about some of the now. rules. It's everywhere. There's one of the rules I'm happy about. The no shifting, it's amazing. Because analytics has fucked up the game where you can't even have an old school line drive right up the middle of the goddamn bases because your goddamn outfield wants to get there and shift every time. Your infield but, wants to shift every time just okay, for a certain okay, baseball okay, player. Okay. If you but that take comes some to that the hitter, though. Shit, that comes to the hitter. What you mean it comes to the hitter? If, if the pitcher's going to pitch a certain way, then the hitter has to adjust to the pitcher, okay? Bottom line. Uh, exactly. All right? So the hitter has to you, adjust what do you to the do? pitcher. You take what the defense gives you, all right? Okay. You take what they give you. If they're playing up the middle, and I'm a pool hitter, and they're, they're obviously on the right side, then I'm a lefty, then I'm going to have to try to hit it opposite field or just squeeze in a gap. I mean... But how you're can leaving, you really do that? You're if, challenging. Okay. I like you it realize. because you're challenging a hitter. This yes. is what you're saying. But, you're saying, I'm going to stay on this side of the field. The I'm going to give you all of this, but you're still not going to be able to realize, realize the pitcher has analytics too. And because the pitcher has analytics, he's going to throw certain pitcher, pitches that are virtually impossible for you to pull out to the opposite side of the field like you really want to. And you know you still being have to a hit baseball it player. Pitched, though. Exactly. You have to hit it where it's pitched. But not necessarily does it have to go in that direction. Are you telling me? Okay, okay. If it's okay. an inside pitch, it's not necessarily going. Uh, if you're a lefty to right field, you can still hit it an inside pitch. It's just obviously a little bit more difficult, and it requires a little bit more of a disciplined swing. And if you're in the major leagues, then you should have a pretty fine-tuned, disciplined yes. stroke that can propel the baseball. Where you want it to go. Bottom line, 80, these guys talking 88 do it for a living. They hit mouse sliders. Yes, it's tight typical. right corner. But they're getting faster and stronger, just like every other sport. I just, I just think you need to take some of the computers out. Oh Keep yeah, it yeah, old yeah. School. I don't know about this robotic the, stuff. The either, analytics not, and all board. this of shifting and all this nonsense. Shifting's been a part of the game for a while. I mean, it's, yes, but people were just people were doing bullshit shifts back in the day. Oh, yeah, I think this guy likes to hit to the right. So, let's, you know, let's get over there a little bit. But it wasn't like, you know. just It's just too precise. It's just too precise in certain situations. I mean, I'm not opposed to the uh, no-shift policy. But at the same time, I don't think it needs to be addressed right now. There's a lot of other issues that the baseball needs to worry about. Um, but... The reason the reason this is relevant though for baseball's sake is because 
baseball, I think, I don't know, lack for a better term, feels threatened, almost. Not threatened. Okay, see, that's what I'm saying. It was a bad word choice. Uh, just, you know, they feel a lot of these other sports are really taking a lot of leadway. Are they really, though? I mean, obviously... Who has the biggest contracts in sports? I mean, they're extremely long, but at the same time, NBA has stolen the spotlight, man. Off-season? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Off-season, all these crazy stuff. Obviously, no, almost everybody knows in the world who LeBron James is, okay? Oh, absolutely. Okay, and there's a lot of other, obviously, NBA players. I mean, NBA is a very popular, you know, or basketball is a very popular sport around the world. Baseball, yes, is too, but it's... You know, I don't think it's been at the forefront that it's wanted to be at, uh, just like it has in the past. So now, I believe MLB is obviously trying to do some new things to really, you know, make it a little bit more appealing to, you know, these NBA fans and people that really haven't been involved with baseball in the past. You know, okay, now all of a sudden, I don't know, I guess the robotic things, that's not that big of a thing, but... Um, the one rule that I am really uh, intrigued about uh, is the one about possibly being able to steal first base. That is insane. And obviously, if you don't know, basically, stealing first base um, is you cannot do it at this moment in time, but you can run to first on a called third strike that you swing at, and the catcher doesn't field it cleanly then you can attempt to run to first base unless the base is occupied. Uh, but with two outs, you, you, have, you can go regardless. But now the MLB is trying to implement a new rule where if you swing at a pitch for a strike and the catcher doesn't field it cleanly, you have the option to run to first base now. First, second, and obviously already third. So now you're bringing in, you know, this, like another human element to it, right? This is uh, making managers and players really have to strategize and figure out, you know, what exactly they want to do in a situation, uh, depending on if there's a base runner on or not. You know, like I was saying earlier, the guy is um, struggling or he's really hot and there's nobody on base and the pitcher wants to throw one, well, now he's got to be a little bit more careful with that breaking pitch that he might not have had that uh, great of control with earlier because a pass ball, a guy that, you know, if he hasn't been too hot that game, he might attempt to run, especially if he's a pretty fast runner, you know, and that could be the difference. A guy gets on all because of that now. So, hey. I think it could be great for the MLB. Uh, I don't think it's going to, you know, happen all the time. But they're, you know, late in games, you know, crunch time, you know, really close, tight-knit game where every run matters. Then that could be the difference uh, just to really create a little bit of offense. And it's not like you're, like, saying, oh, if you hit a home run a certain <laughs> length, then there's going to be two runs. Like, it's not, like, super yeah. dramatic. And like I say, it's only going to probably happen in the latter part of the game, more than likely, unless, you know, almost like uh, it could be more of like a onside kick in the NFL, you know? Like a random little thing just catches you off guard. You're not expecting it. Boom. Just like that, you got a runner on base, all right? 
and you got the old-fashioned way, you got to move them over. So, hey, it could be a good thing. Um, I would, honestly, I would like to see uh, if I can go some Charlotte Knights game and see some guys uh, steal uh, first base. I'm about to say, you see a guy steal first base. You can steal home. It, it's Might just going to be fucking insane. One. Like, you know, it's, it's stealing. Stealing is definitely an art. I don't know who it was I was I was reading about um, recently, but they was just comparing how many steals he had. They was like if a if a person for the next like six or seven seasons stole like thirty or thirty or forty bases, they still wouldn't surpass this guy and stole Ricky bases. Henderson. It might I think it might have been Ricky Henderson. Probably Ricky Henderson. Pretty sure he has the most stolen bases. That's insane. Yeah. Sure. Like the number that it said, I was like, "Are you freaking serious?" Yeah. I, I I never because it was it was a pretty dumb number of stolen bases. There was like a person could get every year, and they still wouldn't eclipse him. And the fact that he's at that high of level, I mean, is he still playing? No. I'm saying, I mean, Bruce Ray's a Hall of Famer. How is this guy not even stealing close, so many man. bases? Come on, man. Can you don't even know if Ricky Henderson is or retired? I mean, all how right, many bases right. was this guy stealing, man? Uh, I mean, you got to think if he was stealing almost 30, uh, 30 bases a season, 40. I don't know. He probably stole, I don't know, 50, 60 possibly in a season. I don't know what he, the most ever in a season is. I'd have to go back and look, but... Uh, right? Imagine if he could have stole first base. <laughs> exactly. But that's right. Right now, like <laughs> now we're turning. Now you can't it really, up. you can't really, you know, compare the two, you know, because yes. before, if a lot of new guys are being able to, you know, and if it's in the stat book as a stolen base now, then that's obviously not fair to the guys before us that didn't have that chance. And obviously, if you're stealing bases, you're pretty fast. And if you're not fast, you're a smart base runner. <laughs> Do you still have guys who like? That's kind of just one of their talents where they're just they're a really good base stealer. Yeah, just pinch runners, man. I mean, it's like, I mean, your pinch runners are still, it seems like, as of late, are just overall really good players. Oh, yeah, I mean, if you got a full roster on a team, you might have a guy that you might not want to play that night, you know, second baseman, something like that, or an outfielder, obviously, uh, center fielder. Might not get the start, and then so you got a pinch runner towards the end, and now maybe if a stolen first base by that uh, one guy, now that pinch runner comes in, and maybe he gets that makes it happen that game winning uh, run off from a fresh legs from a stolen first base. That's 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 scenarios. Nice. Scenarios can be endless, but that's the thing though. It's like when do you want to choose to do it? That's the cool thing. Oh yeah, I mean. And, you're gonna be you're gonna be teetering. It's just another edge. you know like oh crap it's gotta be like another decision that the manager has to think about. Not only you know so much stuff is already going through his mind. I mean, is that something the manager's gonna think on, or is that just gonna be a straight player's decision? I mean, going up to the plate, they could be like, hey, you know, like if you get a pass ball, you're going, like, you know, that could be something. Michael Trout looks back and says. No do way. whatever the fuck I want to do. <laughs> How much money did you pay me? Yeah, but we gave it to you. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't be rich without All us. All of it. Yes. All right. Do as I say. All I'm going to say, not putting Mike Trout in the top three of baseball right now. You're not. No, I'm saying not putting him 
in the top three right now. It's almost as disrespectful as Cam Newton being put number 80. There's not a lot of things. Look, look, this is all I'm saying. There's not a lot of things that I get passionate about. But two things I get passionate about. First of all, what is it? What is it? King James. Okay, put some respect on his name, Mackie. King James. That's the first. I'm not. And I'm secondly, not, not putting respect on his and name. And secondly, the guy's one of the best of the freaking world. Cam, that bad, bad man Newton. That bad, bad. Vagina. They're being disrespectful to Cam Newton right now. They have him ranked 82 in the top 100. Don't get me wrong. I know you're probably sitting there saying, Chris, you should be happy he's in the top 100. Understand How many players are in the NFL? I, I don't even know. I'm be honest with you. I'm be, I'm gonna tell you this much. What though. a percentile! Is in that? 2016, he was number one. He was uno number one. uno. Window uno. What was it? 2016. 2016. Why? You know why? Yeah, I mean MVP. I get that. 2015 MVP. Swag drip drip. Okay, but yes, with that, that being said, how many years ago? Just last year in 2018 though. Yeah, 2018. Number 16. 16. Last year. So he dropped 70 spots, basically. 70 spots. But 70. had his best completions percentage in his career. Yeah, but, but he dropped 70 spots. But at the before same time, Before the injury, exactly... Mackie, what, 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 what was our record looking like before the injury, bro? <laughs> looking like we were the team to beat in the NFC South. That's I mean, people had started like talking about six it. Two. I'm talking about the buzz was hitting. Yeah. And we had beat some really, Bank really of good teams. Was getting popping, man. We beat looked really like a teams. Super Bowl contending team. We really did. The injury happened. Things went down. And it, it is what it is, man. It you know what, what I'm saying? So, so the fact that they're the putting this 82. Is it 82 or 87? Let's. I thought you said sure. it was 87. No, I think it was 82. It was 82 or 87. Either one is disrespectful. I hope it wasn't 87. You know, maybe I'm giving my boy a couple points. Now, with that being said, I'm going to put some respect on uh, Christian McCaffrey's name. Oh, C-Mac. <laughs> Number How 42. C-Mac? Okay. I mean, that that's pretty impressive. And I think the Coming pro football third guy, year. Well, ProFootball.com, I think, has him like the number three running back in the NFL. I mean, so I'm going to put some respect on his name. And, guys, if you haven't seen him as of late, he's massive. <laughs> he's fucking massive. I'm yeah, talking about this guy. He has muscles on muscles. I literally think his, his, his like, cheekbone could probably flex. He could probably literally flex his, his cheekbone. cheekbones could flex. No, he. I mean, he's, he's he's got flexes for his flexes. I'm just saying, he was great last year. I think he might even get even better this year. Cam Newton, he's super super hungry. They're saying that he's going through all the progressions in in camp. I mean, all I can say that's pretty scary. I know they said, oh, with two shoulder surgeries and yanny yanny yanny. I get all that, Becky, but. He's going to come back better than he's ever come before. Shout out to No Climax. If you guys don't know what that is. Oh, gosh. Cam no Newton climax. said he's you not having back? no climaxes. Well, we don't know. For the whole that. NFL season. He saves, he's saving the sauce. He's saving, saving the, the sauce, sauce for the Super Bowl. For the Super Bowl. 
He's saving himself. He he got a lot of people joining in. Oh boy. Okay. A lot of people. My boy Mackie talking about joining in. I'm talking about he's saving the sauce. You're crazy. You lost your mind. You lost your mind, boy. You better go and find it. You lost your mind. You better go find it. Really though, I mean, Um, in in a day. But yeah, 87. 87 is is it's insane. Yeah, it's disrespectful. You don't do that to my man Cam Newton. All right, who do you think you are? I understand that he went one and seven. Oh, as. He went one and five in the last six games of the season because he sat the last two, uh, obviously because we were just talking about his injury. But I mean, a number is a number. At the end of the day, that should be motivation for him. If he truly wants to go out there and win this thing, I mean, then he'll go out there and he's gonna show us what he's got left in the tank. All right, he's got to prove to us uh, this year that he is able to still lead this team obviously i think that that's our best opportunity to win right now is cam Newton behind the helm um obviously drafting will greer uh could pay off eventually in the future i think he's a great quarterback uh they, they even said that they had him higher than uh um kyler murray on their depth chart which is kind of shocking i don't know if that's true or not but um uh, that could be the future in carolina but right now it's Cam Newton's time. It's number one's time to really show us this could potentially be a make or break year for the guy. Um, see, I'm, I, I'm not. I, I, I'm not. See, potentially, it all depends on his shoulder. Okay. But I you, mean, you a guy that shoulder, could, yeah. But, but you're a quarterback. You're a quarterback, and how do you who get paid does he to throw have the ball right now? Receiver. I understand that. Down, I understand dude. that. Okay. Let's get the I answer am, receivers. Man. I'm not talking about, you know, other factors right now. I am talking about internal. Oh, his shoulder's going to be fine. Not external. Internal. His shoulder's going to be fine. Okay. If the, I mean, the, I don't know how a quarterback feels after, you know, completely, you know, rearranging his throwing motion, you know. So that rotator cuff, you know, is coming a little different of an angle that your arm isn't regularly used to. So all that muscle memory that you build, obviously it's the same motion. So let's start, let let me stop you there. That has been the misnomer of the offseason. The what? His throwing motion is not changing. I'm not saying his motion is changing. His footwork is what they are changing. They are not changing. Nothing to do with the shoulder. They are not. They, they, they talked about it's this. It's lower body. They That's talked all it about is. this. Yes, it's lower body. It, they're not okay. doing anything to the storm motion. Okay. The storm motion has been perfected over the last couple of seasons. It's continued to get better year by year. But it's the footwork that they're really wanting to improve at this one. And they're gonna, he, he's going to improve those things. They just want him to continue to be comfortable in the pocket, know when to step up. Know that he's not throwing off of the back foot, just like in a sense of where he's falling back and he's still trying to let it go. He's really placing his feet and throwing the football correctly. You know, because I mean, let's be honest. A lot. How many times have you seen Cam? Let's be honest. You know, yes, be honest. But no, let, how many times have you really seen Cam? Yes, he falls back. I don't understand you know, why we're addressing this now, though. I'm, I'm just saying. 
You know, but I mean, he, but he does. He falls back a little bit in a stance. He's done it in the past. We've definitely seen uh, photo evidence of this, and, and that's why a lot of his this throws said, typically sail a little yeah, high, a little bit, somewhat. But you sometimes when you have it. receivers that can't catch the goddamn football anyway, okay, wasn't whoa, whoa, it you whoa, who whoa, even whoa. said earlier? Yeah, again, dropping footballs. Yeah, it doesn't help your completion percentage. Okay, it doesn't. Footballs. And. DJ Moore better just learn how to catch the football. If DJ Moore gets a little Steve Smith in him, and like Steve Smith said, he said he had no one. That's the only guy that's him. actually yep. Says him. So yep. so Go if DJ, DJ Moore shows up and gets the job done, we'll be fine. I still would like to have had us picked up a bigger receiver, get someone who is kind of like a Kelvin Benjamin, someone who's big, wide body, but can. Can I mean, let's be real. Kevin Benjamin, when he first came in the league, he could fly a little bit. He wasn't slow. He wasn't super fast, but he could scratch the field at the same time. I would have liked us picking someone up like that. Because like you said earlier, we don't know what Greg Olsen's going to be. We honestly don't. I hope that Greg Olsen continues to be the Miami guy he is because it's all about the U. I mean, come on. Tight end university, if you guys don't know. Get it right. Be be respectful. Okay. Um, shout out that, to you. Shout out to you. Said, I mean, come on. Since he's come here, Greg Olson has been great. He's been, I mean, he's been the yes, guy. Yes, he's that veteran. But at the end of the day, we don't know what he's going to be. I mean, we don't year. know what any of these guys are going to be. And I don't, I don't, the, the bag up, I know everyone's so big on him. What's, what's the guy's Ian name? Ian Thomas, I, man. I know someone's Ian big, Thomas. big on Ian Thomas. He filled in. I'm I mean, you got to think about the shoes you got to fill right now. Greg Olson. Exactly. Did you have a favor? I mean, Greg Olson. Uh, who was it we had before? Greg Wesley Wallace, right? I mean, we've had a lot of really good tight ends here. Yeah. In, in the Carolinas, period. So, I mean, it's big shoes to, to fill overall. And I just, I don't know quite yet if Ian Thomas is a guy. Maybe he is. Maybe he comes out this year. He gets to carry a bigger workload. Be a sleeper pick. But the thing I will say, he didn't show me enough while Greg was out. Because some of those games that we came up short in, those are the games that Greg shows up in. Those are the games that Greg says, Cam, I'm right here. Sit it down here in the pocket. Yes. I'm going to make it a little short first down play. And we're going to keep moving it up. Moving exactly. The he I mean, was that third down option. Third, we didn't third have him. And That's what was our Achilles heel last year. We Absolutely. could not convert on third. Absolutely. Down. And Christian McCaffrey is great. Yes, but out of the backfield. But if, if your pressure if defense know, coming down and they know exactly. and you got a spy on Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he can do only so much. Absolutely. I mean, hopefully we can get some blocks and whatnot. But, I mean, he's not Superman. Close to it, though. Close I mean, to pretty it. Pretty close. I mean, we're going to have say. two Supermans. All right. We, we, we got, well, we got Superman. You know what I'm saying? Superman, Superman, uh, Batman. You, uh, well, I mean, you know, I mean, Cam Superman Batman, and, Robin. and I, I mean, I don't want to call him boy. You know what I'm saying? But he's still growing. Christian's still growing. He, like I said, last year he was really good. He showed me a lot last year. I mean, it was certain runs he made last year that he didn't make years prior. But once again, he even has a lot to show this year. And the reason I say that because he's the guy. Last year. It was like he was getting drips of the guy. He's the guy. Yep. And there's we no saw other, that. There's no, there's no other guy that's going to be in that backfield with him. There's, it's all about him in the backfield. 
He's going to be one of the best players in the NFL. People are going to be targeting him, looking at him. I want to see what he does now. LaDamian Thomason, when he was in this situation, he continued to perform. I, I expect that Christian McCaffrey will do the same. But like you said, this is a make or break year. For I mean, Cam, for the for I mean for a, ultimately a ton of guys. though, it's you know whose shoulders this really rests on right now. The manager, Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Riverboat Ron. Seven. Gamble the dice. Tenure in the NFL. A very long tenure with, with, he with, has with been. the Panthers. And how much of that career, how much of that was under um, Jerry Richardson? All you of know, it. a lot of it. All and there's of been it. some changes. Pretty much down there. In Carolina recently. Oh, yeah. New training facility. Talks about eventually maybe moving to Rock Hill. I mean, they have another facility right out there that they're trying to build, that they're trying yes. to get money for. I don't know how that's working out right now. But that new uh, indoor, that dome right by the uh, stadium, Absolutely. that's definitely a huge improvement. I'm sure they were extremely grateful to have that. I mean, who wouldn't want an indoor training facility with 95, 98 degree weather in the middle of July? Uh, <laughs> that's much appreciated, I'm, I'm very sure of. And this guy, he's showing he's not afraid to spend money. And I feel like we've been content, you know, as an organization – um, we're think, solid. Yeah, we, but at the solid. same time, we got to show these guys, all right? Now, this is what we gotta, I want to say. We got to get up there with, this you what know, I say, though. we still got to face Drew Brees. We still got to face, face Matt Ryan. We still got to face gotta Tom face Brady. Drew. We still got to face Patrick Mahomes. Yes. I mean, it was first Jared Goff, first game yes. of the season. There are quarterbacks out there trying 